Well, Kurt, we want to welcome Keith Snodgrass to our radio broadcast this morning. Uh, Keith works over in the day room, and he is one of our social workers. So, Keith, uh, welcome to the broadcast. Thank you. It's great to be here. This is your first time on the Haven broadcast, so you're not nervous, are you? Just a little. Just a little. Okay. (laughs) Well, that'll soon change, believe me. Uh, You'll get into things and not even realize that. So um, wanted to know, first of all, Keith, uh, how you became acquainted with the Haven Rest. Um, I'm from Canton, so I um, knew nothing of the Haven. And I went to the University of Akron, so a classmate of mine um, did a tour here. And um, he came back, and he was so excited telling me about it. And um, I just had to come and see it for myself. So we had a project, and it was to um, go and observe a setting. So I chose the um, men's day room, and it was great. I fell in love with the place when I first came in. So you you did your internship, and Dwight was actually the person you worked with. And so how did that go, working with Dwight? Because, Kurt, Dwight's been here for 20... Well, since 1996. Yes, I was going to say 22 years. And uh, so Dwight's got a lot of experience. It was um, great working with Dwight. And um, how that came about is I did the project prior to the internship. So when I went for the internship, me and another gentleman was coming. I'll show you how God works. He opened the door and um, I was the one chosen and God was moving things out of the way the whole time. You know, and now I'm in a position I can see that and working with Dwight, he's um, very technical. So he taught me how to really take the things we learned in class and put it to use mm-hmm. here. You know, and that's from even documentation and things of that nature. And he's been a great mentor. Yeah, I was going to ask you, I kind of answered it, I guess. But um, is, is reality of class different than reality uh, on the job? Yes, yes. It's, it's quite different. Um, a lot of the things that um, they teach you to use in class, you have to implement that in. And some things do not work in them. I'm grateful to the Lord because he gives us that wisdom on how to deal with certain certain situations. And Well, you know, Keith, as we go into the internship, uh, we'll talk a little bit because you got hired in on January of this year. That you've been a blessing to the ministry. But let's, let's go back a little bit further, taking you back before you came uh, to the Haven. Uh, let's, maybe our listeners would like, how did Keith come to the Lord? Maybe you can share that a little bit. I um, had quite a bit of bumps in the road with my life when I was um, younger. I was a rebellious teen and in my early 20s. And it's funny because one day I woke up and the Lord started knocking on my heart. And um, I didn't want to live the way I was living. So I just started going to church and developed a relationship with him and been leading and guiding me ever since. You said as a teen you had the bumps in the road and God knocked on your heart. How, yeah. uh, how many, uh, about how old were you when, when that uh, knock came? Um, actually, I was 30. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Actually, okay. I was 30. So was you had some miles dead. on the road. Yeah, 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 I did. Okay. I did, looking back on that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was 30. He just changed me, and it was almost overnight, and that's why I can proclaim him and lift him up because I know he is real how he just I wasn't thinking about him but he was thinking about me and to just one day feel a certain way and overnight go to sleep and wake up and the change start Mm -hmm. it it can only be the Lord 
Well, you know, Keith, coming to the mission, you did your internship, uh, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, you got hired in in January. Let's talk a little bit about your role over in the men's day room because the role of working with the men across the street is very important. Uh, these men that come over, uh, it's the emergency shelter area, and uh, there's a lot of activity over there. So why don't you talk a little bit about some of the things that you do and maybe some of the things that you experience over in the men's day room. Now, um, as a social worker, the role over there is to connect guys to the necessary resources to help them um, better their lives, excuse me, get on the right track and you know, stay there. But the great thing about working here at the mission is I get to do so much more. I get to interact with them on a daily basis, you know, sometimes just to listen to them vent. I get to, of course, I get to share Christ with them, which is the most important thing, and um, be sort of a friend, not sort of be a friend and an example to, you know, how you can change your life around and get on the right track and stay on the right track. About how many uh, men would you see in your office uh, a day, would you guess? I'd say an estimation, probably, I'd say 15, because we have a list where gentlemen sign up, and um, I get at least eight to ten a day. And then in the afternoon, I try and have things finished up so I can see guys as they come. So at least four or five more guys will come to see me during the afternoon and then sign up. Well, you know, uh, Keith and Kurt, we know that, uh, you know, the day room during the daytime is very busy. A lot of activity going on there. Uh, we have really four guys over there that are working with the men. Very important to really connect uh, with the individuals coming through the doors. And I know sometimes that can be difficult. Uh, but, Keith, I guess, you know, as you interact, you know, you talk about some of the bumps that maybe happened before. I'm sure you probably, maybe as you, as you talk to our men, maybe there's some things that you can relate to uh, and maybe counsel through. Is that correct? Um, yes, it is. Different um, situations that arise in gentlemen's lives. I've experience lots of them and the ones that I haven't I've seen before so if a um, gentleman comes in for example and feels like he's acting under his robe because you have to think when you're homeless and with nowhere to go that's a crisis and you know sometimes you know it's, you have a hard time keeping things together and um, I've been in crisis where I feel like I'm at the end of my rope so I'm able to minister to them in love because most importantly I love the men you know everyone that comes through the doors I, I genuinely love them what would be, you, know, you mentioned on average 15 or so, give or take, uh, during the course of a day, but what what might be if the first thing that, uh, when a guy comes into your office, I, I know the, the needs vary or the requests from what they want from you can vary. I mean, it could be, vary from where do I get clothing <laughs> to, um, you know, I, I well, you, you tell me, I just wanted to find out kind of what, what the request might be. Um, like you said, the... Requests vary, but the main request is housing right now. Okay. So I have to get the men to understand that we have to have patience. We're going to partner up together, me and them, and see how we can get them into permanent housing. But that's um, usually the, the, the main request, and it's right now. I want it now to get them to understand that things may take a little time, but to be patient and this is a good place, and just hang in there, and they realize that. And usually it's not too hard to work with them. Well, you know, uh, Keith, just uh, 
you know, and Kurt, I'm sure you have stories as well. And Kurt, I'm sure you can even relate to this, and you probably have your story. But we know uh, when the men that come in, there's a lot of obstacle that they have to go through. And I'll share a quick story, and maybe, Keith, you might have a similar or different. Uh, but, you know, some of the men do go out to work, and maybe a lot of men go out to work, and, uh, you know, they save their money, and the goal is to get them out and own place and, you know, get a fresh start in life. But I remember when I was working in the evening time, the gentleman would come in, and he, he always came in late. I, I didn't understand that. And I remember him telling me that I worked a full day. Kurt, we know these guys get up sometimes at 5 o'clock in the morning, and, you know, they'll get picked up through the temp agencies, and then they'll go out to work. Uh, at that time, they were getting paid on a daily basis. And I remember him saying that when he came back, you know, his route coming back to the mission, it was really a very challenging challenging for him because there was so much temptation from him from the temporary agencies all the way back to the mission. It was about a mile walk for him. And what I mean by the temptations is, uh, yeah, there was dealers that uh, they were bumping into. There were places where they could buy alcohol. Just a lot of things that were triggers. And I remember him saying that, you know, even though it was a mile to come back to the mission, he goes, I would take a longer route, which would be almost two miles, two and a half miles. So I would avoid that. And that really spoke to my heart because these are the type of struggles that happen with the men. Is that correct? Um, yes, it is. And the, when you get paid sometime, that could be a trigger to some of them. And I talk with gentlemen almost on a daily basis where you go to cash your check or try and change those situations up because that'll change your thinking up and help you um, do the necessary things you need to do. And um, when guys do make it back with their money, they're so proud. It mm-hmm. makes you feel so good because you see the change starting in their lives. And those things are wonderful. It makes the job meaningful. What role does uh, accountability uh, play in your interactions, and uh, and what role does it play with the either ultimately the success or or the uh, fail, failure of, of a client to uh, to meet those goals? Accountability is um, extremely important, and when I initially sit down with a guy, with a client, excuse me, we talk about choices. We come up with clear goals and. Um, they understand that they will be have to be held accountable to get these goals accomplished. When they, the guys who understand that, it's, it's easier for them to meet their goals. Guys who may not understand that in the beginning, you know, it's a little tougher for them, but I see m- most guys get it and genuinely want to do better in their lives. You know, they try. Well, you know, talking about that, you're absolutely right, Keith, because, yeah, setting goals, uh, some of them structure, because you guys really try to bring structure into the lives, putting goals in front of them, uh, you know, maybe, uh, as you said, saving money, maybe making their appointments, uh, maybe telling them this would be a good idea for you and maybe following through on it. And sometimes goals are not really a priority. It's more survival. Is that correct? Yes, that is. And um, I like how you said Forever about the um, process because it is and when you're trying to change and you know, they mess up you know and we all do up mm-hmm. to a point and um we got to show them the love of christ to because when we mess up he forgive us you know so we got to be patient with them help them through the process i like how you worded that are there any men who have inspired you that you have worked with in overcoming some of those obstacles I- <laughs> yes it is and uh, it's a story that really sticks out to me. When I was doing my internship under Dwight, a gentleman came in, 
experienced a divorce, had lost his job. They accused him of stealing. He was having severe mental health problems. This is a gentleman who had a bachelor's degree in engineering. And um, he was found not guilty for the stealing from his job. He was able to get everything back on track, get another job, succeed, move out. Um, him and his wife got back on speaking terms before he left. I don't know if the Lord restored the marriage or not. But it, I just, I'll never forget him. Well, you know, Keith, we could talk to you about a lot of other things here because there's so much I know that happens throughout the day. You get in here early. Uh, your schedule starts once you walk through that door. Uh, and in saying all that, uh, one of the things I want to ask you, uh, being over there in the day room, is how could our listening audience pray for you and what you're doing? Yes, um, you could pray for strength for me to be able to do what the Lord is calling me to do and not to become calloused because you can see so much every day. It'll, it can make you become where, you know, your feelings get a little calloused. But I'm standing in the Lord and praying daily that that doesn't happen. Well, very good. Well, thank you for, uh, for being on our broadcast today, the first time. And uh, hopefully we'll uh, see you back again uh, mm -hmm. down the road. And think of all, uh, with another months or year of experience under your belt, just think how, uh, uh, what you'll have to share with us then. It should be really good, too. So, And I know you're an Ohio State Buckeyes uh, football fan, so uh, <laughs> this fall uh, I know where you'll be on Saturdays. Uh, when you, if you're not working here, you'll be uh, watching the uh, game sometime. So, um, And there, you think they'll do good this year? Yes, I do. I think they're going to do very well. Okay. All right. <laughs> we we heard it here first, folks. So thanks, Keith. And thank you for what you do in the day room. And uh, I know it's not an easy uh, walk in the park. So th uh, thank you for that. And thanks for being a part of the broadcast today. Thank you, gentlemen.